Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of He Said I Talk Too Much. If you're still here, thank you. If you're just joining in, thank you. If you just randomly are looking for something to pass the time, thank you. I'm going to keep this a little bit lighter. Uh, my last episode was pretty heavy, deep, etc. Um, so we're going to make this episode a little bit lighter. Um, not for any reason or to necessarily please anybody, but just because this is what's been on my mind lately. I'm hoping to make this more of a regular um, type episode. Maybe I'll do it once a month, uh, maybe more often than that, depending. And this is my content consumption episode where I talk about things I've been listening to, things I've been watching, and things I've been reading, and, and anything else that kind of um, is floating my boat this particular period of time around. So um, it's probably going to give you a little bit of insight into my mind and inner workings, which could either be interesting, frightening, or give you a thesis idea or a case study if you are one of those who is studying the mind. Um, so I'll jump right in. First off, books. The Not Notorious RBG, um, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if you didn't know, she's a Supreme Court Justice. I wouldn't classify myself necessarily as a full-blown feminist, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that for sure, but I do fall into the strong woman category. Probably one of the reasons that I struggle so much in the corporate environment. Um, I chose this after listening to another podcast. It was on a podcast called Stuff Your Mother Never Told You. One of the authors of this book was interviewed, and it's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg's life how she got to her position as a Supreme Court Justice and her triumphs and struggles along the way. It's a great read. It's not too intense. Uh, it contains a lot of visuals, infographics, actual photographs, case studies, legal briefs, um, breaks down the premise and the strategy behind all the cases and decision making. That's something that really fascinates me. I recommend uh, this book for anybody, uh, male or female, and especially for nerdy teenagers that would be a great book. The second book is Un-F Yourself, I'm not gonna curse here, uh, by Gary John Bishop. This is a self-help book. Um, there was a period of my life where all I read was self-help books and I think everybody kind of goes through a phase like that where they're like, I need a self-help book and it seems to be one of the biggest sections in the bookstores. <laughs> um, but um, the edgy title books that have the swear words in them, a lot of times I, I gravitate towards those. Um, I just do. Um, it, it's, it's a good commute read. It's, it's full of positivity and inspirational quotes and different fonts and bigger fonts, which is a little bit annoying for me because I feel like you miss out on the content because you're too busy putting quotes in like 40 point font on like three pages. Um, the, the premise of the book and the, the, the point of the book is that the barrier to what you want in life is, is you. And I'd agree with that. Um, and it seems so simple, but it yet so difficult at the same time. It's not like it's rocket science, but you know, if you're looking to change and, and you're looking to really change and dive in deep, then it, it's a good book. Um, that's probably part of the reason that I haven't finished this book yet. Um, because I'm still kind of teetering on the edge of do I want to jump in and have this huge breakthrough or do I just want to just kind of stay the same and have these peaks and valleys or, or what have you. 
that's a, a larger discussion for another time. Uh, the next book is The Witch Doesn't Burn in this one by Amanda Lovelace. So this is a poetry book. She, Amanda Lovelace, is probably one of my favorite newly discovered poets. I found this book in a really cool record store near my 9 to 5 uh, job. Amanda's obviously a feminist and that's what comes through in her writing. Um, it's something that I pick up. This book is something I pick up and read over and over again and have some pages kind of dog-eared because they're my favorites and they really speak to me. Um, I'm definitely going to pick up her other book, which is titled The Princess Saves Herself in this one. Not the, the books that she writes are definitely emotional and, and they're, they're, they're hard to read. They're difficult um, in terms of it, reading the, the poetry, you will definitely understand exactly where she's coming from, especially if you're a woman, for sure. And then um, I'm also reading The Ecology of Commerce by Paul Hawken. Um, just in case you didn't know, my 9 to 5 job is an environmental, it's a part, it's an environmental company. I won't, I won't uh, talk about the actual company name or, or specifics of what the company does um, because I don't have permission to do that and I don't want to get in any sort of trouble. This is, this is my own personal podcast. All that aside, um, well, I did kind of consider myself aware of damage being done to our planet. Working in my role now has kind of brought the magnitude of the problem to the surface, and I really found that I need to do some more digging and research to understand the why behind my role, my 9-to-5 role, and why I should actually care. Um, I've just started this book, and it's it's really dry. It's really scientific. If you are interested in the environment and environmental activism, then I would I would highly recommend that you watch Paul Hawken actually speak. I actually prefer his speaking engagements um, versus his books and also versus his audiobooks. Um, the book is important because it breaks down the issues that business causes to our environment in terms of damage and also says, on the other hand, that business has the most potential to solve the uh, crisis that we're in right now, which I think is important. And then I think my last book, yeah, my last book is New Power by Jeremy Hymans and, and Henry Timms. And I was very excited to have the privilege of attending a discussion of this book by the authors recently. It was a work work event. Wasn't sure how I'd feel about the book when I read the title and the kind of tagline because I didn't really think it was relevant to me. Um, I did some research kind of prior to the event, which I would always do, and really... Um, really dug into the power grid and all the charts and kind of models in the book breaks down different types of new and old power models. So the authors uh, during the event discussed the real world examples of each type of organization, um, like pretty, pretty popular relevant organizations, Microsoft, Apple, and case studies um, that are really further detailed in the book. It's a good read for anyone that's going to operate in the corporate world or anywhere that a business is transacted because it helps explain the differences in the old power model versus the new power model and the values associated with each. And keep in mind, they're not saying that any of these are bad. Um, they're just saying, here's the differences. Here's how things used to be and here's how things are now and how are you going to adapt because we're moving towards the now. Definitely enjoyed that book. Moving on to YouTube, um, the Philip DeFranco show, that's kind of my news source outside of Twitter. 
I don't watch uh, news shows on television. I just think they're horrendous. <laughs> um, so I, I like to see Philip DeFranco break down um, current events and interest stories and then also to troll the comments because some of them are hilarious. Then uh, Trisha Paytas, who is Blonde Sundahl, MJ, and Jason Nash, the newest YouTube couple. Not quite sure what to make of their relationship. Used to watch Jason, Jason Nash on Vine all the time, and I'm really glad that he's making a comeback on YouTube. Trisha, I mean, I've been watching her for years. She comes off as a complete mess, but she makes that money and, and gets those views um, on YouTube, and she's making those dollars. I don't agree with everything she does. No way, no how. Not sure I like them together, but I definitely tune in. It's definitely interesting. Um, the, their YouTube channels are great for days when you don't want to concentrate. The other thing I've been loving lately is um, Millennium Dance Complex videos on YouTube. Um, I'm obsessed with these. I'm wanting to lace up my dancing shoes and will be lacing up my dancing shoes uh, very soon, which I'm probably going to be talking about, I'd say not next the next episode, but probably the episode after that. Then finally, the lady in the truck. Um, Lindsay is a beauty YouTuber. She does not get enough airtime. She actually drives a truck as her main gig. Um, but don't let that fool you. She definitely knows what she's doing in the makeup and fashion realm. She hauls, she reviews, she demos, she declutters. I'd actually go as far to say as, as don't even think of buying a mascara without checking her reviews. Um, they are thorough, they're in-depth. She's got images of how products look, whether it's makeup or fashion or even lingerie. I actually believe her and uh, value her opinion and she really has not steered me wrong yet. She's down to earth, she's approachable. She's somebody that you would talk to if you were browsing in a store and wanted to uh, get an opinion on something. Um, and I'm sure she'd probably be covered in makeup swatches. So moving on to Netflix, uh, Evil Genius. This is the it show of Netflix right now. It's a four episode documentary it discusses the pizza bomber heist that killed Brian Wells back in 2003. It walks through the mastermind and sinister plan orchestrated by Marjorie Deal Armstrong, um, which it, it never really explains. And I won't say any more than that. Um, if you are a fan of any true crime or the Making Murderer series, please don't miss this. Um, I'm not going to spoil it anymore because if I say any more, I will spoil it. And that's not fair. Baroness Von Sketch Show. This is actually a Canadian comedy sketch show. And I like to point, out, point that out because I really do not like most Canadian shows. Um, basically, this is, these are about 20 minutes long. There's several short sketches. Um, I don't love all of them, but I laugh hard at many of them. Blew through the first two seasons in about a day. Um, supposedly season three is on its way. Uh, I really am getting tired of waiting for it because it's good. If you want to want to watch something that makes you laugh intelligently, then then this is great. And then finally, the other Netflix show I'm watching and actually starting to get into now is Drop Dead Diva. I've, I've tried to watch this three or four times and always kind of dropped off, no pun intended. Um, watching it now, once you kind of get through past that first episode, it's pretty good. Um, 
it's about a model that dies in a car accident and ends up reincarnated into the body of a brilliant plus size attorney. I'm going to keep you posted if I make it past season one. Um, I think I'm on episode six now and it's actually getting better. So, um, yeah, I didn't think I would actually like it, but okay. So that's it for now. Um, would love to hear what you're consuming lately in terms of content, anything that should be on my radar. Send me an email. Address is in my profile. And thanks for listening. Bye.